coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the AO Studio. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. I am D. We've got a great show for you tonight. The NFL makes some rule changes. Carmelo calls it a career. And the Celtics fight off elimination. But we begin today's show with LeBron James and the Lakers. They were swept by the Denver Nuggets on Monday. Despite playing all but four seconds in the first half, LeBron James could not get one game from the Nuggets. After the game, LeBron discussed taking the offseason to think about his career. Z, should LeBron seriously consider retiring? Well, first and foremost, let's acknowledge the honey in your voice tonight. You sound so good, man. You sound so good. Ha! <laughs> But you, you know who doesn't sound good right now? LeBron James. He sounds like a man that is questioning life, right? This is a man who's been playing basketball since he was 18 years old. The chosen one. Cover Sports Illustrated, the whole thing. Went from being the chosen one to being one of the most prolific mercenaries in basketball history. You're so generous. Yeah. Well, you know, he, I'm, I'm in a giving mood. He's not a merc. You think he's a merc? He's not a merc. Larry Bird's a merc. He's not a merc. Nah, he's... How many different teams is LeBron going to play for? Now, if he decides... (laughs) If he decides to pack it in, like, okay, fine. But there's always the possibility, like, he might, you know, make one more run at Cleveland. He may finally join the Knicks. You know, this might, he might go to Brooklyn. Like, who knows where LeBron will go if he decides that he is not quite done yet. And, you know, father time catches up with us all, but LeBron James is proving that he is still an effective basketball player. The, the thing is, is that LeBron James is acknowledging his own mortality. Like, he's 38, ain't 28, bro. Like, wise man once said. He cannot physically do, and that's just nature. That's human nature. To you know, he just cannot do what twenty-eight-year-old LeBron James did, and he cannot do what eighteen-year-old LeBron James did, which was carry a team on his back, kicking and screaming to an NBA Finals. Now, in his age thirty-eight season, he averaged twenty-eight. So 29, 28.9, eight rebounds, seven assists. Can I interest you in those numbers? Those those are still good. Mm -hmm. Those are still very good. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is that, yes, LeBron is 38, and you're asking him to do these things. Anthony Davis finally showed up in the elimination game, 21 points. But then you're looking at Austin Reeves with 17, Schroeder with 13, Hashimura with 10. Hashimura. And then, and then a no-show after that. D'Angelo Russell played 15 minutes, got four points. Mm-hmm. Man needs help. Mm-hmm. Man needs some serious friggin' help. Now, a lot of that, 
kudos, give kudos, give respect to the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. They won, they took it, and now mm-hmm. they're representing the Western Conference in the finals. But LeBron, LeBron's got some gas left in the tank. The question is how much? And can he be a, a cog in the wheel? Yes, mm-hmm. he can be. He can be a very good cog in the wheel. He mm-hmm. cannot be the cog, the wheel, and the car. <laughs> That's just the way it is. That's just that's just anatomy. Well, Z, hold on. Let's get this straight. First of all, the championships he won, he was playing usually with two other Hall of Famers, right? Except for the bubble championship. That was the only one where he just had Anthony Davis, right? So he's always needed a contingent of stars and former first round picks and deadly three-point shooters, guys with ridiculous ball handles. So in that respect, nothing's changed from LeBron. The only thing I would say that I took away from the loss against Denver, and this is going to be weird. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. But if I was to have an argument with somebody about who is the best basketball player of all time, if somebody came to me and said, Kareem, sure. Someone said Magic, okay, I'm in. Jordan, yep, I agree with you. Jordan's the best of all time. Somebody said LeBron James to me. I'm at the point right now where I'm not going to argue with you. I would say in past years, I would go, well, you know, he joined a super team in Miami, and then, he, and then he joined another super team in Cleveland, and then he went to Los Angeles. Like, he never was the best, you know, he never just stayed in one spot. And you know what? After this last run against Denver, where I saw this man really just give everything he had for four games, and it just wasn't enough, I'm in the camp now where, you know what? LeBron's your favorite player. I got no beef with you. Now, if somebody says Kobe is the best player of all time, I got to argue that, you know, because those first three championships, Shaq was the best player on that team. Anybody want to go back and watch Hardwood Classics? Watch the Lakers play with Shaquille O'Neal. It's unfair. It's absolutely unfair. He's averaging like 33 points and like 15 rebounds, and nobody on the face of the planet can stop him. And Kobe's just getting his 20s, 22, shooting and just being, you know, Kobe. But those teams were Shaq's teams. And Kobe did go and win two by himself. But I can argue that. I could argue with a Kobe, you know, person who thinks Kobe's the best player of all time. But Kobe's one of the best scorers. Yes. There's- yes. 100%. Kobe could score with five people on him. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, that's true. LeBron, to me, he's one of the, he, he is one of the best basketball players of all time. I don't think we'll, I've said this on the show many a time. We're never going to see another LeBron. You know, this is a guy who went to the finals like, what, nine, ten years in a row. That's just crazy. He's got so many miles on his body. And there's no off the court, like, controversies or he's a, he, he's done so much for children in schools and he lives a good life and he takes care of his body can't say a bad thing about LeBron on and off the court. We'll never see that again. Now, in my opinion, in regards to should he retire, right? I don't think he will be able to get back to the finals and win a championship. You know, I mean, he had Anthony Davis on his team, one of the best defensive players in the league, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Like, Jokic is that good. Murray was that good in the series. Like, none of that mattered. Austin Reeves, fine player. He's a fine player. He's a J.R. Reed, right? Mm -hmm. I'd I'd equate him to, like, a J.R. Reed kind of player. 
Um, Hashimura. Hashimura, poor man's Chris Bosh. Maybe I'm giving him a little too much credit, but he's, he's, he's a fine player. But it's just not out there. He's older. He, his game is different now. It's evolved. But I can't see a situation where he's going to go through the playoffs and go through a finals and win another championship. And what are we in this for? We're in this other, other championships, right? It's like I don't want to see – I wouldn't want to see LeBron come back if he's – you know, I wouldn't want to see a shadow of LeBron, right? I, and I agree with you. I think he's in top physical shape. I think he can still play. But as far as championships are concerned, I, I just don't know if those are in the cards. Well, I don't know. It's, a, it's not in the cards of the Lakers. Like, I think we're in agreement on that. It's not in the cards with the Lakers the way they are constructed. Well, I think he's got one year left, right? He's got two years. He's got two years left. So he's got this year coming up. I think he's scheduled to make like $47 million. And then he has the last year of his contract. So like $50 million. My response to that is if they could, if James Harden could be moved, if Kevin Durant can be moved, LeBron James can be moved. It's not like you're trading him from Cleveland. You know, he's not from Los Angeles. Like, yeah. this is not, you know, he went to that team to chase a ring. Mm-hmm. He went to that team to, you know, build his legacy. Mm-hmm. This is not, he's a Merce. He's a Merc. Sorry. Like, I, I he, you, the moment you start moving around the league, he's you're a mercenary. A, he's not a merc. Man. Yes, he is. You're yes, giving he him is. way more credit than he deserves. He's not no merc. Larry, his job. Larry Bird his, was a merc, man. His, his oh, I job. get. You're saying he's a he's a, he, you're saying because uh, he he can go from team to team and and kill people. Is that that's what you're the, that's to, the uh, very that's the very definition of a mercenary. Gotcha. He's a gun for hire. Okay. That's, okay. That's, All right. And, he will go. With that. He can go to the highest bidder. Now, right. whomever that may be, um, realistically, I mean, it's it depends on what you're willing to give up. The Knicks better not if they if it's a trade situation, do not gut your team for Le, for a 38 year old LeBron James. That's what you used to do, right? Don't do that now. If you're going to, you know, he's better off being a number two. And I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know if Giannis would accept him, and I don't know if that would be a situation where LeBron would play second banana because it's LeBron friggin' James. Anywhere he goes, he's gonna overshadow it. You go, he goes back to Cleveland, he's overshadowing Donovan Mitchell. You know, it, it's he casts a very large shadow, mm-hmm. and he ca- and he leaves so much in his wake. You know, like this team is very much like. You know those early Cleveland teams where you had Big Z and you had Mo Williams and you you know you had nice players. Anthony Davis is a nice player. He's <laughs> not a superstar. Like, he's not. He's he's okay. You know, mm. He's okay at the lowest. Very good at the best. And LeBron needs three superstars. Right. So <laughs> does he? Does he say fuck it? Trade me to Houston. James Harden, LeBron get something going i mean do, does he go back to miami like i, I don't know like he there there will be landing spots but the question is is it going to be too rich for the team's blood so we're gonna find out about that but let's give some credit to the the nuggets you know like we've been talking about lebron's legacy but this is the first time in 47 years that the, the, the denver nuggets 
are going to reach a finals. Like, and that, that's impressive. You have they Jokic, did it with have... the 43rd pick in the draft in Jokic and uh-huh. and the, the Knicks pick with Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. A guy that was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. Awesome. Like that, that is what they were. And let's not forget Aaron Gordon. Now, moving forward, I really think Aaron Gordon's going to have a bigger role. Michael Porter Jr., same thing. They, these guys are going to have a bigger role. Now, obviously, the Eastern Conference Finals isn't over yet. The Celtics have fought off elimination. They beat the Heat 116-99 to last night. There are only two teams in the history of pro sports to force a Game 7 after being down 3-0. Only one team has come back to actually win it, though. Can these Celtics become the second team to come back from a 3-0 deficit? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's extremely hard. And the Boston Red Sox, that old four mm-hmm. team, is literally my favorite baseball team of all time because that was awesome. I watched that game seven and just laughed my ass off the whole time. Right, especially after right after Johnny Damon hit that grand slam. <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's a wrap. Um. I don't, uh, you know, I don't think so. I think it's just tremendously hard. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Boston wins this game, right, in Boston. Mm-hmm. It's coming back to Miami. That's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them to go back to Miami and win a game. So, and I don't, you know, I don't think they have the coaching. Like, I, I love, you know, second row Joe. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's, he's getting out coached. Um, and where where's the defense from Jalen Brown, man? Like, where is this guy? He used to be like an elite defender. What happened to him? And he just and he just turns over the basketball. Like, it's like two dribbles, and then it's like he, he gets his cookies taken, or he falls on the floor. He's forever falling on the floor. Just I just don't know what happened to his game. But you know, if you're if you're Boston, right? I mean. I want credit for this. I said this two years ago. Should have blew this team up. Now they're gonna blow the team up now. But because you're you're not gonna give Jalen Brown a max contract. Like you can't do that. Like that's what he's gonna be looking for. And then you got to keep Tatum, and Tatum can get his max deal in like two years. So that's the route you got to go. You got to keep Tatum and and try to get some assets for Brown right now. But well, just let's tie let's tie our first topic in with this topic and make a nice pretty bow if you're the lakers and you offer lebron james to the celtics for a package centered around jalen brown do you think the celtics would take it i don't think they should no no they need more than lebron Mm. like nobody can look and say oh yeah if i get lebron james I'm going to win a championship. Like, look at what LeBron's done. Like, LeBron has always needed, like, two, at least two other all-stars or MVPs or Hall of Famers or first-round picks. So if you don't got that, then you ain't going to get anywhere. Like, he's he needs that around him. And it's just, it's just what he is. Like, that's who he is. The Celtics, I think, should call Portland right mm-hmm. that's the team i'd call and be like either get dame or get their pick for jalen brown um but what about you do you think that they can come back from a 3-0 deficit not as presently constituted 
I can't I can't see it. I mean, they just play like like first of all, let's get this straight. Whoever wins this game doesn't matter because the Denver is gonna beat whoever comes out. At least that's my opinion. I don't Miami I is going to give them more of a series. I, I think that Boston is gonna roll over. I, I'm not convinced that Boston is any great shakes. You know, you have you do have Malcolm Brogdon. That's the one thing on the bench that's good. Williams and Williams, you know, they'll give you something, but not much. I mean, Grant Williams gave you 14 the other night, but that you need more from him. Brogdon only gave you two, so you really need to. If it's not the Jason Tatum show, nothing's happening right now. Like Derek White chipped in, Brown had 17. Okiki is shooting fall away three pointers with one hand. Like that's a, it's a. There's no defense for that, Z. No. There's no defense for that. Like, there's there's nobody going to be stopping this guy. There's no... Because what's going to happen? You're going to you're gonna have either Al Horford or Robert Williams or if my, when Miami wins, Bam Adebayo. Like, you're drawing these guys out from the basket, and who's going to feast? Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray. Like, that's what's going to happen. So it's a complete and total mismatch. I, I concur. How does this team get better? Is what you're what we're talking about here? Because I, I really don't think, as presently constructed, they can handle the Nuggets. They can't handle the Heat right now. Like the, M- Miami is a dangerous team. They've been a dangerous team. Now, see yes, that? See the Celtics is who they should go get Nick Nurse because I think he would be a very good coach for the Celtics. Well, they're gonna have to fight they're gonna have to see how it pays out plays out because you have the Suns that are interested he's in the final four with them and Doc Rivers how the hell is Doc Rivers going to get a job this quickly after such an epic fail job you know it's you know, let, let's just run it back let the, maybe we have enough Hall of Famers this time but I don't know it, it's something that Nurse is in demand. The Bucks are also very high on him and Kenny Atkinson. So it would be very interesting to see like what's going to happen with the coaching if Missoula can't get the job done and it looks like he's not going to get the job done because he's getting thoroughly outcoached. But you kind of figure they're going to go veteran. They have no choice. I mean, they went Ime Udoka. That blew up in their face, but that was because of off-the-court person, you know, you know, personal issues. Mm-hmm. And then you have this. This guy's a filly. You know, like, he's uh, in uh, the Premier League. They call him a caretaker manager. Like, that's what that's what his role would be. Like, Frank Lampard, currently with Chelsea. Uh, whatever, with uh, with Chelsea. That's his job. It kind of stinks. I feel bad for him because he kind of was just thrown in this situation. Like, he didn't have any bench coaches. He didn't have anybody around him to help him. He was kind of thrust into this like right, like a couple weeks before the season started, he was handed a team that you know it went to the NBA Finals last year, right? And and the fact that just because they don't get back to the finals is that he's going to lose his job. It's, it just stinks because he he probably would be a better coach in year two. But if you're the Boston Celtics, I don't think you can really take that chance. I think, especially you know, if you're choosing to run it back with Brown and Tatum, I mean, what? You've got to do something different. <clears throat> yeah, if you're gonna, if you're Missoula, and it, we're looking at him, if he's gonna learn on the job, go learn, go learn on the job in Detroit, go learn on the job in Orlando. <laughs> God, 
go learn on go learn on the job in you know Charlotte where where there are no expectations. Like don't don't learn on the job in fucking Boston. Like <laughs> you know don't learn on the job like Darvin Ham. Don't learn on the job with the fucking Lakers. Like but. Yeah, like Darvin Ham was a bench coach for a really long time though. Like he's been around. Like you know, he's he's been with a couple of teams. So. He's been around, but he ne- he was never the guy. No, like that's no, the no. thing. He's right, learning right. on the job in that regard. He's the one doing. He's the one calling the timeouts. He's the one calling the plays. He's. I the thought one he did well. Yeah. yeah, I thought he did okay. You know, I yeah. think. I mean, I never would. I never would have thought he would have became a coach. I remember watching him as a player. Never thought that would happen. That's the thing. The be- the worst players are seemingly the guys who are innocuous often become the best coaches because they have a great view from the bench. So they <laughs> kind of you see everything, you know. That's why Alex Cora was such a hot commodity, and that's why he ended up, you know, well, outside of being a cheater, you know, that's why Alex Cora was in demand because he saw it all. He had a great bird's eye view from the bench. can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Popstars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top-notch. Westchester Popstars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Popstars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. But uh, you know who else had a bird's eye view from the cheap seats now? One Carmelo Anthony. He called it a career on Monday. He was drafted by the Nuggets. One rookie of the year. Remember that, guys? LeBron did not win rookie of the year. It was Carmelo Anthony. Spent his career with the Nuggets, with the Knicks. He ended up with the Rockets. He was with the Thunder. He was with the Hawks. Well, kind of with the Hawks. Like, he was there for five days, and he was just there to get the buyout paperwork taken care of. But he got his jersey. He got his jersey. 19 years, 10 All-Star appearances. No rings, though. No rings. Just the one from Syracuse. How will you remember Carmelo Anthony D? Uh, I won't. <laughs> I won't. I, I hate to say it, but I'm not... I mean... I think Nick fans think more of him than anything. I didn't realize he was with the Knicks for seven seasons. I didn't realize that. Seven seasons. He was with Denver for eight. So he spent almost half of his career in a Nick uniform. Wild. Never knew that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just... If, is he Patrick Ewing? No. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, is he John Starks? He's probably better than John Starks was. But is he Willis Reed? Nope. Nope. So, is he Earl the Pearl? Nope. Is he Frazier? Nope. So, what are we talking about here? Like, I think he's. I think. I think he's for this era. 
like when I say this era, like the last 10 years. Yeah. But 20 years from now, are we going to be talking about Carmelo Anthony? I don't think so. I think there'll be better players. There'll be other Carmelos. The problem I have with Carmelo is, is I thought he was such a super talented guy. And just in my opinion, I don't have anything to back this up, but I just don't think he put the work in. Especially when you saw other other peers in his class succeed. And you saw other players around him succeed. You know, like, why couldn't he be Kobe? Why couldn't he be LeBron? Look at LeBron went to 10. Like, went, wait, he went to what? Like, 10 finals? How many, how many finals did LeBron go to? I believe it's 10. We could double check that. 14. Like, Carmelo never even went to one. He never got to one, dude. Like... I just, to me, is he even, is he, is he part of this anniversary team? <laughs> he was, what a joke. Um, yeah, he's whatever. It's kind of disappointing. I would have liked to see him have been, uh, been a better player. I mean, I just really, in my opinion, I just remember one year with the Knicks where he got to the playoffs and they might've been a three seed or a four seed or a really high seed. I think Mike Woodson was the coach and I saw them play against the, I saw them play against the Miami Heat, and it's like, he's just, not that he's just another guy, but it's just like, whatever, whatever. That's what, what about you? Well, I mean, let's look at his stat line. You're looking at 23, 6, and 3. That's Those were his career averages. Not a great three-point shooter, 36%. Not a great field goal shooter, 45%. Not great from the free throw line, 81 that's pretty good. It's okay. I think it's pretty damn good. 81%. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great. <laughs> so, uh, he's a good player. Did he revolutionize the game? No. Did he become a transcendent superstar? No. But he's kind of like in that echelon of like Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady, like that level. Like never, you know, not the second, not the next hmm, gear. Like, I feel like good, Vin- but not great. I feel like Vince at least got to an NBA Finals with the Nets, I think, right? No? He did. No, he did. But at the same time, it's just like... Plus T-Mac? T-Mac, I think, got to the Finals with the Spurs. He, he, got, the, he got to the second round. He might, he might even got a ring with the Spurs that year. No, no, they. No, they, no, they, no, they, no. They, they You're like no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't go crazy. Let's, let's, not, let's not go that far. <laughs> but um, no, Vince Carter, like he had a prolific career based on longevity. You know, by the end he was a compiler. But you know, he developed from a dunker into a serviceable player. Who's that? Like, v- Vince Carter. He oh. came in as primarily a dunker. Yeah. So Melo, Vince, Vince Carter is probably a bigger name than Carmelo Anthony. Would you, would you agree with that? I would agree with that, just because he has. There's something that Vince Carter has that Carmelo Anthony does not have, and that's that you know prolific moment. You know, mm. like people remember the dunks. People will remember that. What is Carmelo Anthony's you know pivotal moment? Like squashing insanity. Like is, is that <laughs> is that what? Is that what he's going to hang his hat on? You know, it, he was a he was a very good player. I, I will give him that. But I don't know. Like he always came off as slow. 
He came <laughs> off as slow. He came off as slower than everybody else in terms of foot speed. Like he was always, he always seemed kind of doughy and out of shape. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm I'm with Jeez. you. I'm with you as far as that's concerned because, like, Carmelo, like, he should have been better than he was. I, I yeah. agree. I agree with you in that sentiment, but. His work ethic. His work ethic got to him, I think. Yeah, or lack thereof. He was busy going out, clubbing, and hanging out. He never... Yeah, to me, there's no reason why he shouldn't have been as... It should have been him and LeBron every year, like Peyton Manning and Brady, and it never happened. It never happened. they, They were primed to be playing against each other, going against one another, and it never happened. And even the year they teamed up, they went nowhere. Yeah. Awful. No, I mean, I'm I kind of like, he almost reminds me of like a lesser James Harden. Like James Harden's another guy who coasts on. Hmm, I mean, we're around the same. Carmelo, Harden, Carmelo to me is a better shooter than James. James could go to the basket. I remember Carmelo really blowing by people and going to the basket. I remember him oh. having, a, having a good shot and, and you know, he him being able to get 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 shots off from all parts of the floor. That's what I remember the most about Carmelo. I don't remember him blowing by people. I remember when he wanted to get a rebound, he'd get the rebound. Oh, there's not stop. Everybody stop him on Carmelo if he wanted to get a rebound. That was another thing that was good about it. Yeah. I mean... He he will be remembered if he is in consideration for the Hall of Fame for the longevity of his career and remember that the Naismith Hall of Fame includes college. And he was, a, he was you know... And he, the NBA lets everybody in. So, yeah, he'll get in there. Chris yeah, Paul's so he, he'll, he'll get in there. But, uh, you know, we're definitely... We're still waiting for that. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. But the NFL made a few announcements this week, and they're not making us wait on some interesting rule changes. So players will now be able to fair catch kickoffs, and they'll get the ball at the 25. Okay, that seems like an interesting one. What's potentially game-changing, though, is the NFL owners voting to allow for Thursday night games to be flexed 
Sunday, Monday night next year, all of this will be in play. But for now, we're just going to look at Thursday. We're going to flex Thursday. One more deal. And this one's kind of like minutia. This one's kind of like based on the San Francisco 40. They might as well just call it the 49er rule. <laughs> a non It will not count towards a roster spot, but there will be an emergency third string quarterback dressed so that if Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson get murdered. When? When. And then Trey Lance also gets killed. That there will be, they will have somebody dressed and ready to go so that Christian McCaffrey doesn't have to go under center. You're welcome, San Francisco. So what are your thoughts on the new rule changes and which one's going to have the biggest impact? I mean, the fair catch is trash. <laughs> just just get rid of the kickoff. Like they, they do not want to have kickoffs anymore. And the whole idea that you're trying to cut down on player safety, I don't want to I don't want to hear it. It's garbage because you're adding you added another game and you're gonna add an you're gonna add in another game if you can. You're gonna you're gonna add more games. Don't tell me if it's about player safety. And I mean what I I, I find it hard to believe anybody's gonna catch the ball at the five yard line and try to run with it. it why wouldn't you fair catch anything? Anything below the 20-yard line should be fair catching. I don't get how anybody's going to be returning any kicks. And it's crazy because it's like one of the most exciting plays in football is the kickoff. And you're literally trying to take it away. Um, They would probably take away the punt too if they could. (laughs) It's just crazy. And then emergency quarterback, I mean, I guess it's okay, but I feel like that's on you as a team. Like, you know, you got to be smart about who you're carrying and what you're bringing to the table. I, uh, I mean, it sucks, but protect your players. Run more run plays. I don't know. Doesn't. And then the, the flexing of the Thursday night game. That's another thing. You want to talk about player safety? How about getting rid of Thursday night games? Mm-hmm. I want to know one player that's excited or looking forward to playing on a Sunday and then going back out there on Thursday. Like, such. It's just. They're inconsistent of what their player safety dynamic or thought process is. But in in being able to flex Thursday night games, you're totally just going to lose any fans from out of town going to the game. How could any fan out of town buy a ticket to a Thursday night game and with confidence? I mean, when you buy a ticket to a game that's in another state, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. You got to get a flight. You got to get a hotel room. You got to take time off from work. If somebody just changes that 12 days before, well, there goes that. <laughs> uh, so it's insane. Yeah, it's your, so, you know, the NFL doesn't care because they're, most of their teams, they've sold out their tickets. But if you're a person that you sell your, you sell your tickets and you usually are, you know, send them to the secondhand market it's got to affect you in some way i would think so i mean you're not gonna have a lot of problem with like i guess dallas and philly right but i gotta imagine you're gonna have trouble with i don't know like seattle and probably new orleans right like you just Mm -hmm. places where there's not you know where they've maybe get a lot of -of out-of-towners I would assume that you're gonna you're gonna have some tough time with that. So well, your question is which one? 
the emergency quarterback, I guess, is 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 helpful to teams that don't know how to manage their roster, don't know how to protect their players. But as everything else, it's garbage. For teams with bad blocking schemes, I think it's it's a good thing to have. But um, here's the my question to you: kickoffs. There were 1,013 kickoffs. How many were returned for touchdowns last year? Two. Six. You were close. Zero point six percent. And punt returns. There were 952. How many punts were returned? Five. Three. You were very close. Zero point three percent. So you know what, what are we talking about here? What are the we special teams about? coach is no longer just like a special teams coach. He's just a teams coach. Right. He, <laughs> Take the special out of it now. It's he just, just change the special to the extra. Like, just, just call him extra team. Extra teams coach. Sorry, Coach Westoff. Sorry, Coach Westoff. We'll we'll have you on to discuss this because I'm sure you're not too happy about this. But um, of what of the mo- of the importance, it's got to be the flexing of the Thursday night games because you're you're screwing your fans. You're screwing <laughs> your fans hard, hard, really bad. You know, like if we if we have tickets to the Jets, right? Like, say say that we we got tickets to the Jets and we we're gonna go, and all of a sudden, you know, you plan out months in advance because uh, the schedule release is a holiday. So now, like, oh shit, yes, we're gonna go see the Jets and yet the and you know, and now all of a sudden, well, I know you were waiting for it to be a Sunday. But now it's a Thursday in the middle of a work week. You have kids, right? Like, yeah. Like, you know, we have responsibilities as adults. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh shit, I guess I'm going to drop what I'm doing. And- you went from like a one o'clock game on a Sunday to like a Thursday night, eight o'clock. You're like, what am I going to do with that? Right. Exactly. I have work. How am I getting there? Right. Now, what if you were, now, you also brought it up a great point about travel. Like, if we're going to a road game, say we're going, you know, say we were going to watch, you know, the, the Eagles, you know, like if Philly's close enough that we can do that. Or if we were going to Buffalo, like Buffalo, Orchard Park's not that far away. And relatively speaking, it's not like we're flying to Seattle. Right. You've been there. Yeah. It's not like we're flying to Seattle, but to change on a, within two weeks, even within two weeks, it's hard to, yeah, yeah. To, to change travel plans, to change lodging uh, hotels aren't going to charge cancellation fees like is is uh, is the nfl gonna like pick up the comp- tab right are they gonna compensate the fans for this because like, at the end of the day nfl fans are the most hardcore right you only get 17 right you only get 17 games so they will move heaven and earth go to the ends of the earth so that they go to the game that they want to go to. And now you're going to say, that's what you think. Not so fast. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. You're All you're doing is chasing a buck, chasing a TV rating, and trying to satisfy Jeff Bezos. Like, I understand you're trying to justify having Al Michaels on these games. Because last year, trying to listen to Al Michaels get excited about Colts Titans isn't exactly doing it for me. I understand. I understand. However, it's it's at the expense of the people who ultimately pay 
for your product. They don't care. They don't care. And it, it just, it's a, it's a major league slap in the face. And the thing is, is that they know they have the fans by the balls. And they're not going to do anything. The fans are going to say, thank you. Yay! Thank you. And they're going to keep coming. They're going to pay $20 for the beer. They're going to pay $50 for the parking. They're going to think what I'm not understanding is that regardless of how trash the Thursday night game is, right? People are still going to watch it. So you tell me you really lost viewership if it was like two teams that weren't any good. You get garbage football on Thursday night anyway. <laughs> how long before we flex London games to Thursday? Like how long, you know, like how long before that happens? Because, uh, you know, if, but if you're going to do, if you're going to flex, like you have to make some sort of rule, I think. Like if you're going to flex a game to a Thursday, make sure that they have a bye week coming or they're coming yeah. off a bye week. Right. Like, I think that would be a fair... That's the better way. That's the better way to play it, for sure. The better way to play it is just to have teams that are coming off a bye or going into a bye after play on Thursday. I think it's incredibly unfair to ask the team to play Sunday night and then turn around and play Thursday. Right. Like, that's just ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous and short-sighted and shows they don't care about player safety. We're talking about player safety, right? We're talking they're not doing it. They don't care. They they have you play every day of the week if you could. And now there's the Black Friday game, right? That's being introduced. Like if there's a way for the NFL to put a game on every day of the week, they absolutely would. Do not do not uh, be snowed by this, ladies and gentlemen. It's a money grab. At the end of the day, it's a money grab. It's it's competition for your eyeballs. It's competition for your dollars. And at the end of the day, you just have to realize that and put your money where your mouth is. And if you don't like it, you don't have to support it. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. Speaking of not liking and not supporting, Devontae Adams. He's displeased with the Vegas Raiders front office and coaching staff. Didn't he just leave a situation where he was disgruntled? I to call me crazy. I, I, and maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm getting botsa. But if Adams was available on the trade block, should the Giants and Jets get in on this? And who has a better chance to land him? Or is there a, is there a, another team that uh, is like a dark horse candidate? <laughs> well, Aaron Rodgers tweaked his his calf this week. I thought that was the start of something. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. I mean, <laughs> the Jets don't need him. Like, they don't need him. And the Giants, I guess so, but I don't can Danny get him the ball. 
I like DeAndre Hopkins better personally. It seems like it might be more affordable and easily and could be easier to get done. But uh, no, I don't think the Jets should just go with what they got. They're going on hopes and dreams. I mean, there's so much. There's so much anticipation for this damn team. <laughs> I thought it was funny that Rogers had got hurt and was taking a bet day. I haven't seen anybody talk about how good Zach Wilson looked at practice. It's like that guy is not even on the team anymore. Oh, Zach. Like, what What can you say about <laughs> Zach Wilson? And the clips I saw, he actually looked pretty good, actually. It's funny. He did look pretty good at practice. But he's... He is going to have a very difficult time getting out of the shadow of the circus for the past couple of years. So wait, and so what did you what did you think? What do you think of about Devontae before you get into Zach Wilson? I think that Devontae Adams is much ado about nothing. And at the end of the day, he just needs something to be upset about. <laughs> and, you know, his boy is gone. Derek Carr is gone. They replaced him with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hall of so, Fame, Hall of Famer, uh, Derek Carr. Do you right, that? and then Hall of Famer Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, everybody's gonna be. You know. <laughs> if I'm Jimmy, I'm actually feeling kind of uh, hurt that he doesn't. He hasn't. He hasn't said, "Oh, I'm going from one Hall of Famer to another yet." If like, I'm Jimmy, I, if I'm Jimmy, I'm upset that Tom Brady bought a stake in the Raiders. He can't get <laughs> away from this guy. I got more rings than you know, Derek Carr. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Where's my love? And I have the same number of snaps in the Super Bowl. Actually, no, that's not true. He has victory formations. He has snaps in the Super Bowl. No. When he won. Tom would not let him take a snap in the Super Bowl. No fucking way. Oh, but... I'm trying to think, though. How many Super Bowl rings does Jimmy have? He's got at least one. He won the Seattle one. Did he win the one? Did he get the Atlanta one, too? Pretty sure he's got two. I'm pretty sure Jimmy's got two. Brissett's got one. So Jimmy's got more than Aaron Rodgers and more than Derek Carr. Exactly. And he still is not getting any love from his wide receiver. What's up with that? It's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, as far as, like, you brought up DeAndre Hopkins. That's the guy that I would want. that's, That's the guy that I'm looking for if I'm the Giants, right? You're looking at, James in terms Richard of Garoppolo. What kind in, of Italian, are you? <laughs> Just look at him. Like he, the Paisan. Who gave him his name, though? Well, his parents, of course. But you know, <laughs> that whoever gave him that chiseled jawline. So, you know, in terms of body type, DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams, very similar body type. If you're looking at career. It's arguable that DeAndre Hopkins has had a better career than Devontae Adams. It's arguable. But in terms of production for yardage, in terms of touchdowns, Devontae Adams hasn't beat. But who was the quarterback in Houston? Who was the quarterback in Green Bay? So there's there's that. Um, it just seems like DeAndre Hopkins is a better fit, seems like a better teammate, and it will probably cost you a hell of a lot less, not just financially, right? Because you'll have to work out the contract details, but you might be able to, to work out lesser compensation. You are dealing with the Raiders after all. But 
to me, like Devontae Adams, just he seems to be he's in that he's in that time in his career when he just needs something to bitch about. He just <laughs> needs whether it's his contract or being number one, being the number one wide out or something. You know, he's, he is in his feelings. Right? De- Devontae is just right up in his feelings. And, you know, the Giants could use him. I'd prefer DeAndre Hopkins. I'm with you. The Jets don't need him. I, I hesitate to guess who would make a play for him. Carolina, maybe. But then again, like they seem to be building a, a deep core. Like, maybe they want to add him, but it's unnecessary. You're looking at if they could swing it, maybe the Rams. You wanna you wanna put him with Cooper Cup? Like I don't know, maybe. But man, the, I'm sure there he would have plenty of suitors. It's a question of you know what would the price be and is the price tag too steep? But get out of your feelings, Devontae. Get out your feelings. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Bullshit or no shit, we're going to debate this week's most controversial sports topics right now. All right, boys and girls, we have a statement. It's either bullshit or it's no shit. Bullshit or no shit. Number one, the Chargers will regret extending Austin Eckler. I'm saying I'm gonna say no shit on this. Like I'm not I'm not an Austin Eckler fan. Like I get it. Like wow, you you catch the ball out of the backfield and you can squat you can squat so much and you can run the ball. You're like a bowling ball almost. But I'm not like overly impressed with with what he's done and he isn't they haven't won how are you paying this guy you haven't won anything and and apparently he can earn like 1.7 million dollars incentives in his new deal mm-hmm. all right man good for you is I, I i i whatever i'm not interested i'm going no shit as well just from the simple fact of whose offense is this it's justin herbert's offense this is a passing offense that's great that you can dump the ball off to Austin Eckler. That's wonderful. But at the end of the day, you need receivers. Right? And you could argue, you could argue, that in terms of production, like you mentioned, he's like a bowling ball. You know what? Mike Tolbert was a bowling ball. Like Philip Lindsay, that like he would he was a contact guy. Like you have you have these players who bubble up and Austin Eckler like he'll be okay now I really think that it's much ado about nothing 
And there's a reason why that they only we're going to incentivize them 1.75 mil. You know, it's well, it, yeah, show, was, it shows he, you what they value. Well, he was threatening to leave. In, okay, go. Know, he want, well, it's not. He wants to get traded. He want. He's in the final year of his. He's entering in the final season of a four-year deal. He wanted some more incentives added. It's like, but I don't think they should be giving him an extension. Let him go. You can get another Austin Eckler in the no. draft. Running back, the running back position itself has been so devalued that you can get, you can sign an undrafted free agent. Right. You don't necessarily, you don't need to, right. you don't need to go Saquon Barkley. You don't need to go touched by the hand of God. Austin Eckler himself was not a highly regarded player out of Colorado. Like that's that's just not, you know, that's just not the case anymore. You, you don't need to have the prolific player be the running back. Like Emmett Smith isn't walking through that door. You know, you don't. You just don't need that. But it, he's a complimentary player. Excuse me, Western Colorado, not even, not even Colorado, not even the University of Colorado. He went to, you know, it's Gunnison, Colorado. Okay, I don't even know where that is, and I lived in Colorado for a year. But Eckler's a fine running back, but eminently replaceable. It is what it is. Bullshit or no shit. Number two, Nikola Jokic will win the NBA Finals MVP. Oh, that's no shit. I don't care who they play. They could play they could play the Heat, they could play the Celtics, they could play Michael Jordan. He's winning the MVP of the finals this year. The man is unstoppable. Uh, there's nothing that he can't do. If I'm going to play devil's advocate, because he's very, it's very hard to disagree. It's very hard to disagree with a man this talented and this big. He's averaging 25 a game. 25, 12, and 10. So it's very difficult for me to say, yeah, no way. He's got no shot. It's more likely to be no shit than anything. If I'm looking at an outside-the-box candidate, and even then, it's really not that outside-the-box considering where he was drafted, I would say Aaron Gordon. Because everybody's going to expect Jokic. Everybody's going to expect Murray. That allows Aaron Gordon to kind of clean up and do what needs to be done. And he is a prolific player. He's growing into being a prolific player. But in reality, the answer is no shit. This guy, Jokic is a, he's a different animal. You know, he's a he is a beast. And the Miami Heat are going to see that very soon. But if anybody could stop him, if anybody can scheme a way to stop him, it's, it's Eric Spolstra. I'm not gonna Coach lie. Coach Spo, Coach Spo may have a plan. Who knows? We will, uh, we will see. But it doesn't look good. I'm not gonna say 100, percent but Jokic is definitely on the fast track. So no shit, bullshit or no shit. Number three, baseball is the hardest sport to come back in after being down three zero. Hmm. Baseball is the hardest to come back. Uh, I think I think it could happen in basketball. I think it could happen in basketball, especially if injuries happen, right? Um, I think it could happen in hockey. I think it could happen in hockey because you get a goaltender that just kind of uh, he's hot, and then all of a sudden he, he loses confidence. You change goal goaltenders. 
things could shift to series pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I'm going no shit. I think baseball is hard because, you know, there's so many different factors at play and you would you would have to really collapse like the Yankees did for it to happen. So, I'm, yeah, I'm going no shit. It's very tough because you do have you have the momentum of the next day starting pitcher as the cliche goes. We see a lot in hockey. That doesn't mean it's, you know, that doesn't mean it's difficult. But we see crazy shit in hockey all the time. We saw the Florida Panthers knock off the best regular season team in the history of the NHL. Right? We just saw that this year. And they are one period away from sweeping the Carolina Hurricanes and going to face possibly the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, in terms of, like, ease, probably basketball is going to be the easiest, I would say. I'd say it's, it's, it's the most possible, right? Yeah. That's the best I, way to say it. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's easy at all. But I think it's the most... It's a place where it could happen. Yeah. It's most possible there. Yeah, but even so, like, hockey... Hockey is just fire wagon, you know. Like in the in the playoffs, so many things happen that you know it's way more in the realm of reality. How many how many one and eight upsets have we had? Like, yes, we had one eight upset upset this year, but you know, think back to when the Nuggets knocked off the uh, the Nuggets knocked off the Sonics, or when you know. Dirk got upset, and then they gave him his MVP. So, you know, th- those are a little bit fewer and far between. But over the attrition of a seven-game series and everything that goes into it, I'm going to have to go no shit as well. Like, baseball is... is it's very difficult to, to cease momentum, you know? It's not like the injury to the goalie, right? <laughs> the goalie! You, it's not like oh goalie got hurt we got to put him back up now all of a sudden we're we've gone south right or James Harden Chris Paul up oh, soft tissue injury now you know that that seems to be an issue <laughs> you roll four starters in the playoffs right like the bullpen thing the bullpen games are a more recent phenomenon but in the past you're running four starters out there and you know, think about the 98 Yankees. Your number four was El Duque. <laughs> like, that's an embarrassment of riches, you know? So, like, on a really good team, like the Braves, right? You got Strider, you got Freed, you'll have, you know, you're going to be rolling out guys. If the Mets make it that far, you'll have your Verlander, you'll have your Scherzer. Senga got roughed up today, but Senga, more often than not, has been pretty good. That can stop a series right there. Like, that can end a series pretty quickly. So, because of the nature of starting pitching and because of the depth of rotation, I'm narrowly going to go no shit. But for physical toll, hockey by far. Just because of the physical nature that you need and the physical beating you need to take in order to make it happen. But... In terms of 
in terms of difficulty, they're all hard. <laughs> Let's be real here. I'm just giving narrowly, narrowly to baseball. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. Right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout-out on this here show and the coveted-ass trophy. And do you know who took home the coveted-ass trophy last week, Dick? I don't. Arsenal! Arsenal, the Gunners. Congratulations. That's the only trophy you're going to be winning this year. Too soon? It felt too soon. It felt too soon. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Alleged Superstar of the Week, D? All right, first up, I've got the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. You're supposed to be the class of the AL East, and you get blown out by the Blue Jays 20 to 1. Oof. 20 to 1? Do better, boys. Just do better. Sticking with baseball. Another team, the Oakland A's. Mm. 10 and 40 record on the season. I know you guys want to go to Vegas, but geez, can we can we get at least 20 games under 500? Oakland A's do better. Just do better. And last but not least, your boy Carlos Correa. You started My the boy. season like trash. Now you're headed to the IL. Gosh, when is this going to be over? Carlos Correa, you are my legend superstar of the week. Z, what do you got? Mets dodged a bullet. Giants dodged a bullet. I said it. I said it on this show. I said it on this show. For me, let's start with Jamie Benn of the Dallas Stars. That guy. Took a game misconduct match high sticking penalty. A cross checking penalty, excuse me. Led to a Vegas power play goal. A deep 3 nothing series lead. For the, star, for the Golden Knights. And a two-game suspension. So the Stars are without their captain in a in an elimination game. Yeah. That's not looking good. Jamie Benn, you are my alleged superstar of the week. The Atlanta Hawks. For gifting Carmelo Anthony a jersey, even though he never suited up for Atlanta. <laughs> he was there for five days and got bought out. He was just waiting for the ink to dry on the buyout. He got his $25 million, and he got to go to Houston. So, I guess that warrants a jersey these days. Apparently, he wanted one. Congratulations, I think. But, Atlanta Hawks, you didn't need to do that. If It was unnecessary, and frankly, a little silly. Atlanta Hawks, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And, last but not least, La Liga supporters. You... Oh my god, the racism runs deep in La Liga. First, you had Valencia 
shouting racial epithets towards Vinny Jr. of Real Madrid. And then seven supporters of Atletico Madrid got arrested for putting a Vinny Jr. kit on an effigy and then hanging it off a bridge. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This is some... The racism is running deep. It's running deep in Spain. And apparently it's condoned. We gotta fix that. We gotta do better. You guys need to do better. La Liga supporters, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece. Go to our Twitter page and vote and vote and vote and vote and for our nominee. Just do better, boys. Just do better. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. Order up! We are doing a position-by-position breakdown of the top five players in Major League Baseball. So it's time for us to order up. Order up, order up. We're starting with the players that don the tools of ignorance. Catchers. The top five catchers currently in Major League Baseball. From five to one, who you got, Dave? All right, I'm going to start off with an interesting one. I'm going to start off with Sean Murphy, uh, Atlanta Braves. I didn't realize how good he was, and I actually missed on this guy in fantasy football, uh, fantasy baseball. He is got 10 home runs. Uh, he's been lights out behind the plate and really, really good pickup by the Braves. Next, I've got Sal Perez. Man, he's a little older, but you can't run on him. Guy's got a World Series ring, and he's clutch when he needs to be. Number three, JT Romuto. Yep, he's the modern-day pudge, really, with his solid defense and offense as a catcher. Rarely takes a day off, and he impacts the game in every way. Uh, Number two, I like him. I just like him a lot. Will Smith, catcher for the Dodgers. Batting 310, seven home runs, 27 RBI. I, I don't, I doesn't wear batting gloves when he bats. It's just, <laughs> I just like this guy. And number one, he, it's only his second year in the league, but I think he's going to be the future of the catching position. And that's Rushman from the Baltimore Orioles. Tremendous upside. And I just like the guy. So what do you got, Z? The list is short. Catching is a lost art. Let's be real here. Like, gone are the days of having 
of having either a solid defensive catcher or an all-around masher, right? You don't have Mike Piazza. You don't have Pudge. You don't you don't even have Jorge Posada anymore. And I'm not the biggest Jorge Posada fan. Jason Baratek. But you don't these guys aren't there. This was this was a hard list to compile, to be fair. But we have the same guys. Ha! Do we really? Not, even not, you got, you even got Will Smith? Even Will Smith. Now wow. the question is the order. That's wild. For me, based on the fact that he's having he's having a pedestrian year for him. Now it's early. But I'm gonna go with Real Muto. Okay. He's okay. He's having an okay, decent year. Like steady Eddie. <laughs> but he's let's pump the brakes on him being Pudge. Like Pudge was a phenomenon. Like in terms of his arm strength, in terms of you know his ability to like hit for contact didn't flash the power he occasionally flashed the power but never you know he was not the guy in that lineup that you were worried about he's not the Juan Gonzalez he's not A-Rod he's not Teixeira he wasn't you know he wasn't even Rusty Greer so like he's the guy who hit the double that would put the dagger in your heart Real Muto's like that but like let's pump the brakes just a little bit and let him play a little bit longer before we invoke the name of of Yvonne Rodriguez. For the same reason, I'm going to put Rushman at four. Like, I think it's too much too soon. Like, I like the guy as a player. I think he's going to be solid. I think it's too much too soon. So, let's give him some time to mature. Let's give him some time to develop. On this trajectory, this kid's going to be a stud. And the Orioles have a hell of a find. But we've seen players get derailed, right? And this is also not foreign territory for the Orioles either. Remember Matt Wieters? Like, Matt Wieters was supposed to be Joe Maurer with power. He was not Joe Maurer, and he was not Joe Maurer with power. So let's see what happens there. Number three, old man Salvi, Salvi Perez... Like, what more can you say about him? Like, he's carrying the torch for the old guard. And defensively, he's a stud. Offensively, he's picking it up. He's already got 11 dingers. He's hitting 280. He's got a slug. He's got an OPS of 852. Like, solid. Solid, solid, solid. And like you said, he has a pelt on the wall at the expense of the Mets. <sighs> Number two, I'm going Murphy. Like, Sean Murphy was very good for years in Oakland. But the problem is that he was in Oakland, right? It's where unknowns live. But he, you know, he's like Sid Finch. People were wondering if he's real. But he's finally showing that he is the guy. Does he strike out too much? Yes. He strikes out way too much. But... Who doesn't? Striking out is not as frowned upon as it used to be. He can handle a pitching staff. He is... He's exactly what the Braves needed. And kudos to them for getting him. 
947 OPS. Can I interest you in that? I think so. And number one, Will Smith of the Dodgers. Wow, you got him at number one. I got him at number one. I currently have him at number one. 957 OPS, seven homers, 310 batting average, handled that pitching staff well. Has been able to do it for, you know, he's, he's been able to do it. And you've seen him progress. He hasn't been a flash in the pan. You've seen growth. Now, let's see. He's 28. So he is kind of like, he's getting up there in, in catcher years. So eventually, who knows, the Dodgers, you know, may move him off the dish. But we'll see. Right now, I like him a lot. He brings a lot to the table. He brings power. He brings defense. And all around, he's a solid, solid player. Exactly what you want for that team. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday night on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.